Hey everyone. Hello friends. Welcome back to the ninth episode of My Dish Dish. Yay! Oh, we have hit number nine. This is very exciting for us. Yay, indeed. We are super excited to have you here joining us tonight. And if you have listened to any of our past podcasts, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, moms. Thank you, friends. And me. And, and our guest. Amanda. We are so excited to have Amanda Plum here. Um, so, Amanda, why don't you say hello? Hi, everybody. I am a um, longtime listener, first time guest. Oh my gosh, that is so much fun to hear. <laughs> the fact that we have a quote unquote longtime listener is pretty amazing. Yeah. I will say, thing. I haven't listened for like a long time, but I did listen to a lot of episodes in a short period of time, so I had to cram because I wanted to be like an educated guest, but I'm a fan now. This is amazing. <laughs> As is modern consumption of media, too. Yeah. Right? Yes. Binge. I, I binged. <laughs> she binged on the dish. Yes. I'm glad to hear it's in a bingeable format. That Definitely. You, like, wanted to listen to one after the other. And folks, if uh, just what Amanda talked to, if you want to binge as well, you can go to mydishdish.com and all of our episodes are up. I still need to throw up our um, how to be extra episode, but don't mm-hmm. worry, it's a coming. So, um, so it's kind of fun how and you can subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, you like, can. Su- subscribe. Yeah, just subscribe to the podcast, yeah. and you will get notified. You can get it through iOS. You can get it through Spotify. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways you, you can, can get download my- the past episodes. Boom! See everyone. Work out to my dish dish and the sultry tones of my voice. If y'all had not figured it out yet, Amanda is a little bit of a professional in this space. <laughs> so we're we're taking content notes as well. This is this is a pivot. This is a transitional this is a episode. This is this is where dish, we're like <laughs> dish history in the making. <laughs> a history. A history. Oh my Spoiler. gosh! Whoa! Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. So, Amanda and Will, tell us how you guys know each other. How did you come to be sitting here with us? So, you know, I have no idea how you heard about me because I didn't know how much I was doing in the world of the tiny house world, but I got an email from you, I believe, to be a part of a group, which I would like you to explain what that is. So, I help organize Pachakacha Atlanta. Um, Pachakacha is Japanese for chit-chat, and it's a form of lightning talk where people have 20 slides and 20 seconds per slide to talk about something they care about. And so we have all sorts of people. And so you came on and you talked about tiny houses. And this was like four years ago. And you did a whole conversation about like maybe why we don't need so much space. Exactly. And how we can have a bigger life by having less stuff. And yes, less space, more life, our mantra. Yeah. So that was we both. So that's how so, we met, and then we've kind of bumped into each other around town. Exactly, like uh, recently. Yeah, recently, and then uh, working out at the Y a couple times. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also, like, just like a, a was it a, a Venn diagram? We have circles of friends that yeah. overlap. So like, we all we like know of each other through other people. Yeah. Just like I feel like a lot of people in Atlanta have like. Our, our networks work. Which apparently we have the Venn diagram thing going on too because I've been to your studio before. Our studio, and our studio is my house, yes. Yeah, so Will and Amanda orchestrated this this episode and having Amanda come visit uh, and then she rolls up to the house and has been here before because the woman, our lovely mutual friend who owns the house, was also part of the StoryCorps family uh, and... Which is her name? Leah Lalo. <laughs> yeah, Say so, her name. So she I exists. Was, yes. Yes. So I was at StoryCorps Atlanta for about five years. I actually moved down from New York to help open StoryCorps Atlanta oh, and we were cool. affiliated with NPR and locally with WABE. So I got to meet Leah as well as some other great folks um, working at WABE for several years. 
So it all came right back around, and yeah. here we are sitting in our studio. Studio, air quotes. Air, air quotes. <laughs> talking about Amanda's beautiful china. Yeah. So, Amanda, tell us what you brought us today. So I brought you kind of a menagerie, is that a real word, of um, blue willow, yes. which is a beautiful blue and white china. Um, and... I, you know, it's interesting because we found there's like kind of three patterns here. There's the Johnson Brothers, the Churchill, and then the the, the, the ones that yes. aren't stamped at all, which are my favorite because they look the most like, to me, I don't know why I like them so much because like the blues are like, it looks like it's not as well printed. Like it mm-hmm. looks a little rougher and I like that better. I don't know if it makes, to me, makes it seem older, but it, maybe it's the maybe it does. One. Yeah, maybe it know. does make it seem, it just gives that a little extra character, like what happened to you yeah. that <laughs> I am going to embrace you and then eat soup out of you. Yeah, nice. and for some reason, so we have this mixed match set and for some reason the ones that um, don't have anything on the back have always been my favorites and the ones I kind of gravitate towards. Nice. So you brought us dishes and then other things. Oh, right. Okay. So I brought you, yeah, dishes, different sizes, mugs, but um, we're also eating off of um, some placemats. What do you guys think about these placemats? They're gorgeous. Or did you make them? I did. You I did? Oh my gosh. I was like, they're woven. I, so I took wow. a guess. Yeah. So I recently learned to weave. Um, last year I learned to weave and at Christmas I got a loom and these are my very first project. Oh, with my oh. Good job. So High I wanted, five. this is our first time ever eating off of them, so I oh. you guys helped me break them in. Honored. Well Such everyone honor. raise a glass, chink to that. Yes. Yeah. Cheers to I mean indeed. my goodness. The, Amanda, they look beautiful. Thank uh, you. We will definitely have a picture of Amanda's gorgeous placemats yeah. up on the Instagram so you can look at them. Maybe we can click through and you can buy yeah. them. Yeah, you can buy them for oh, yeah. $40 <laughs> per pad, I yeah, believe. Yes, sure. yes, yes, yes. Another thing I want to say, I brought some cloth napkins for two reasons. One is I always use cloth napkins at home, and growing up we always use cloth napkins. But these in particular ones that I made in high school for a murder mystery dinner party that I was throwing. And so I have a long history of doing dinner parties, and I think that's all to be attributed to my mother, who was a huge hostess, and I just learned, you know, because growing up there were always dinner parties, and my parents had, like, had a supper club where they did different food from different countries every month, and they always had parties, and like my mom like will be like, oh yes, I have 20 plates in this pattern, because she wanted to be able to you know have a party with matching dishes, and so, yeah, I think it's fun that I still use napkins that I made in high school for dinner parties, oh and um, yeah, so I just thought wow. it seemed appropriate. So we're eating off of guest-made placemats with guest made napkins and kombucha oh. and, and oh. guest made kombucha yes <laughs> we're um, crafty guests and so, well and, and going into the the imbibing eating drinking world um mackenzie what did we eat tonight mm. off so, these beautiful dishes off these beautiful dishes so we had white rice and dal made by my friend anna who runs a food delivery service called blitz kitchen uh it came last night and Amanda had sent a note about there's a, we're going to be talking about several patterns and one of them that she sent was um, Indian Tree by Spode, and I'm sorry India Tree by Spode, and I we had the doll from Blitz Kitchen and it was a really it was a perfect match. I love that. And it also made for a a, a nice segue a, a nice into segue. Uh, like what what is this India tree that Mackenzie speaks of? Yeah. So. I ran into Will at a coffee shop a couple weeks ago, and he's like, Amanda, I'm doing this podcast about dishes. Will you be on it? Do you have a pattern? And I was kind of torn because I do have a pattern, which is India Tree by Spode, but I don't have those dishes. They are... Yet. Uh, not yet. So um, they were my my dad's 
mother's dishes and they're rice bowed and they're like fluted which means they're kind of like wavy kind of yeah and they're um it's like a, a whitish cream with like kind of rust colored um leaves don't worry trees. folks we'll put a picture up yes. on the podcast yes because i would fail the 30 second challenge um but so um i picked those as a kid and i think i picked it kind of strategically like i knew that like one well, I thought one day I might get married. <laughs> Has hey, not happened hey, yet. Still, 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 still can. But I, I had this notion that like um, when you got married, because I'm Southern, like I'm from South Carolina, you get married, you pick out a pattern, and then people give you for your wedding, they give you all these dishes. And I was like, that does not seem like the best use of presents to me. So I was <laughs> like, I'm gonna be strategic and like ask for one of the family sets of china that already exists, so that no one has to like spend like Christmas and birthday and anniversary presents buying me dishes I would just already have them um, so I picked um, the India Tree by Spode and it's a whole set but it's over at my parents house and I don't have it um, for a while I thought maybe I didn't have it because I'm not married like I had to wait till I was married to get it or because I live in East Atlanta and um, in the first few years I lived there I had three break-ins and I think I always thought my mom might be a little nervous to have the good ch- silver or the good china at my house I would like to say that's not that what people are stealing. I don't think people are going after the no, china. I don't think they so probably either. don't know that it's like an eight thousand dollars set at all. They're like plates. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Where's the other things? Stuff is only as valuable as what you can sell it for. Yeah. So if you can't yeah. sell, like if you, you don't, don't have a market, <laughs> exactly. If you don't have a booth that's got to Ooh. mark, you're not going to sell. Man, the black market china yeah. pattern. Ooh. Yeah. So, I'm sure there's a whole thing there. I really think the first time my house was broken into, my mom's like, "Good thing you don't have your master and you know, silver pattern." <laughs> Like I don't think but I think there's one of my computers. Um, <laughs> but but actually the real reason my mom says is because I, I don't really have the space for it. And I think as soon as I say that I want it, I can have it. She'd be ready to give it out of the house. So I don't have the um, India tree by Spode, but there is a lovely set which I could tell you what's in it if you want, because I know that's something you guys sometimes do. We'll hold that right, to okay. the story time. Okay, okay, cool. Yes, but did want to remark how interesting it is. You know, we're all sitting here on this table in our in our late 30s, early 40s, and part of their, and our friend Tanya as well, our last guest, there is still this tradition of China and marriage. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it plays connection. out. Yeah, it plays yeah. out in really interesting ways and perhaps no longer um, relevant ways. Well, yeah, and maybe it's also a thing of like saying, like, okay, I'm ready to give up on the fact that I'm going to get married and just say, I want the damn China now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, take a hold of your that. life and just take that China. I think for me, a big transition came. Like, I was living in New York City, and when I finally decided to move back to Atlanta, I decided to buy a house. And it'll be my 10 year anniversary this year. And I think for me, I always assumed you bought a house with your spouse, you know, and at some mm. point, I guess I was, like, 32, and I was, like, you know, I keep trying to wait until I meet someone, or I could just, like, do it now. And I moved here, and I bought a house, and it's probably the best decision. That and adopting my dog and getting bone marrow. Okay, so it's in the top three best decisions. Well, you've got some good best decisions. (laughs) So just like our longtime listener, first-time guest, Amanda, Mm -hmm. alluded to, a 30-second challenge. So that... Back from the India tree and yes. go back to our um, Blue, Willow. Blue Willow. So Mackenzie is going to do our lovely 30 second challenge. Yes. I'm going to eat cake before we start. Yes. Each, oh, oh. We, oh, my goodness, <gasps> we forgot the cake. Oh my, how did we forget this cake? Amanda, please tell me why we, please tell us why the, what did we call this episode? <laughs> this is our birthday episode. Yay! Happy <laughs> birthday to Amanda and Mackenzie. Yes, we both had birthdays earlier this week and then Pisces. Pisces. <laughs> High five. And then Amanda brought over. Birthday cake. Her birthday cake. And ladies and gentlemen, 
It is amazing. I so, would say ostentatious. Okay. <laughs> Tacky. Tacky, amazing. Over the top. Lock, pink, pink, rainbow, unicorn, oh my God, lemon curd, delicious yes. strawberry goodness. Yes, my friend yes. Lori Anderson, who is an amazing, um, she's a lawyer. She represents um, women in domestic violence cases. So she's amazing, and she makes amazing food. And I asked for a strawberry cake, and she gave me a hot pink strawberry cake with gummy unicorns and rainbows, and it is the best thing ever. So it yes. is quite oh sugary ecstasy. And it looks really good against the blue. It, it does. It blue. makes it, it pops. pops. Ladies pops. and gentlemen, <laughs> you know, always look at that color wheel when you're plating your food. <laughs> it's a magenta. It is a magenta. For sure. Yes. Does the cake make the plate pop or does the plate make the po- cake pop? Yes. Yes to both. <laughs> mm. So Amanda brought dessert <laughs> plates, dinner plates, a cup and saucer set, which we have her homemade kom- kombucha in, and some bowls. So we have a whole array of this blue willow china. I'm going to try and do a 30-second challenge as best as possible. All right. Um, yes. Are you ready? Yes. In three, two, one, go. So the blue willow is two colors. It's a deep indigo blue and a white base. And it's a very ornate pattern that has a picture, sort of a story in the middle that we'll talk about in a second, um, of some Chinese pagodas on a river with some birds and some plants. And then a second, like, interior line of pattern and then exterior line of pattern. It's... um, it is smooth around the edge, and all th- all of the pieces look and relatively similar. Uh, Give me one more second. Kay. The bowls are a little smaller. The picture the picture is the same on all sizes of dishes, but the picture gets smaller and smaller. Um, and that is because, and we'll pivot into the history of this, um, because the willow pattern is actually. Um, and engraved and printed glazed transfers. And so what they can what they I imagine did was went from sort of size to size with the same picture just scaled down. Right. Which is really interesting. Um, so that was like a minute challenge. <laughs> Good. Uh, yes. But it was. folks, when you see these blue willow online, you'll understand, you know, it, it's it's kind of hard to describe the picture and everything that's going on. Because a lot, even though it's only two colors. A lot is going on. Yeah, and we're actually going to tell you a little bit more about this. So this blue willow is a super, they call it the the story of the common willow pattern plate, which is why Amanda has three different stamps on the back. There's the Johnson Brothers, which is, I guess, the main company that, that the main, the bulk of her collection is from these, this Johnson Brothers British company that um, was four brothers whose grandfather was a master potter. They were one of the more successful Staffordshire potters from the 1890s to the 1960s who were really focused on sending dishes to the U.S., uh, So, which is why so many American families have these Staffordshire potters. I'm sorry, Staffordshire-based dishes. Um, and it was bought by Wedgwood in the in 2015, and they no longer make Johnson Brothers actually anymore. Wow! What the Johnson Brothers company is? Oh, it's like Oldsmobile gone. gone. That I had no idea. Gone. Betty well, Plum, did you know that? Wikipedia. Who knows? Mom, Betty, <laughs> Betty. And so, what's really cool about the Johnson Brothers and the other Staffordshire Potters was in the late 1800s, these folks 
popularized the semi-porcelain plates, which made plates more available, available to more people. So they went from the super fine china to this more sort of clay porcelain mix, and they were able from there to develop these super, like, hugely popular patterns, things that were very trendy, that lots of people wanted to to get their hands on. And you can put in the dishwasher. You put in the dishwasher. They don't need gold trim. As, as what did my mother say? Oh, gosh. She had a great one-liner last episode of, you know, the difference between, you know, a hand-washing something and an entertaining evening. I, I, I'll... I'll remember it later or I'll post it online, but that whole ordeal of having to hand wash versus dishwasher safe. <laughs> and so in, you know, just as they were creating sort of the technology for wide scale distribution of, of relatively nice dishes, the chinoise style became just ridiculously popular. What's that? The Chinese inspired oh, yeah. homewares. Oh. And so that's what we see on these, these blue plates, these blue and white plates. Um, and I'm going to read to you guys, again, the story of mm. the common willow pattern plate. So before first, Mackenzie yes. does, you know, it was interesting because when Amanda showed me these plates, I'm like, I can't remember where, because this is a famous story. Mm. This is a famous something that happened that didn't wasn't always just on plates. Like, it, it is probably a tapestry or some sort of poetry book cover or something or other. And I had no idea there was a story. It looks like, from our research, that it may have been a marketing ploy because it has oh. no links to China. The story, it's totally that English in is fascinating. And it was first published in the Family Friend magazine in 1846. Well, it's got some history. It's got some history, but yeah. not, yes, not, not, um... Not the history I was looking for. So once like, it was, like, a, lied to already. I yeah. Even, like, I didn't even know there was a story, like, before I came in here, and now I feel, like, lied to by I feel China. like I lied to you. Yeah, maybe it's you, not the China that's yeah. lied to me. Continue, so I'm sorry. Going, I'm, I mean, it yeah. is a Chinese... It's like, you know, in the sense that China, it's China. Like, very So true. maybe they didn't mean China the country, they just meant China as a... Well, and like, it, again, no. it's very stylized. <laughs> there's pagodas. No. There's sort of Asian plant, you know, Asian right. um, foliage. And so it's the story of a, a a father who wanted his daughter to marry a someone fancy, and he mm. she ended up falling in love with someone who wasn't. So they built a wall around their property, which you can see on the plate, um, and then. On the eve of the wedding, the lower class guy slips in and they he um, escapes with the daughter. They run over the bridge, which is also on here, chased by the father with whip in hand, which oh, is also oh my on my plate. Yes. And they eventually escape to a secluded island and live happily ever after. But one day... <gasps> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it there. No, 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 what happened? Oh, my God. But one day the father learned of their refuge. Them. He's going to kill them when they have birds. Yep, sent soldiers and captured them and put them to their death. And they turned into the do- the birds, which are the two doves at the top of the plate. Oh, my gosh. What mythology is on these plates? One more piece. The doves is possibly a later addition because they do not show up on early on this, the most... On the earliest of this Blue Willow Chinois. Talk about marketing. It's like the soap opera on a plate. It's a soap opera yeah. on a plate. You, these are soap opera on a plate. Soap, I love it. We are just dubbing Blue Willow soap opera on a plate, <laughs> yes. ladies and gentlemen. I love it. I love it. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. Although I just want to say I'm like not for like parents killing their children because of who they choose to love. Like I'm just going to say I'm against that. And putting it on a plate. Like just because you, there's this beautiful like bird thing at the end doesn't make it okay to kill your children. I, I agree. I, you know what, folks? Don't kill your kids because of your China pattern. It makes a great story, but it's not a good lesson. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it maybe is um, no longer, again, things things that are no longer relevant in modern life. Yeah. Hopefully. So Turning into birds. Though I would, I would love to turn into a bird. I think that would be fun. Mm. Things that Fly China away. patterns bring out, you Fly know? Fly away home. I'm learning so much on this show. <laughs> So that is the recap of the the Johnson brothers and the Blue Willow pattern. But there's also it's not just Johnson. There's also the Churchill. There's the Johnson brothers piece, and then the Churchill China. We didn't get into, but it, that is all part of Johnson brothers and Churchills existed around the same time, and they were all inspired by the the popularity of the the China. Pattern. So like basically, the there's these like two companies that are fighting against each other, and they're both ripping off Chinese culture. There are yeah. dozens of companies. All during the Blue Willow. The Blue Willow's like. I'm sure we all, could probably more than dozens. Like there are dozens of companies that are all doing the Blue Willow. And so it's not like trademarked. It's not like Mm-mm. one company gets to do Blue Willow. No, it is not trademarked. Um, there are lots of companies. In fact, Spode was probably one of the first folks mm. who brought the Blue Willow to market, but also brought the technology of um, the engraving and transfer so that they could put it on lots of plates. But didn't anybody know about, like, intellectual property or, like, trademarking or copywriting? Like, why? I mean, like, it feels like a really bad business model if everybody's doing things. Because they're the same design. I mean, you can tell they're different, but they're the same thing. These are excellent questions. Which we will... Research. <laughs> I mean, we can't ask Johnson Brothers because they're not around anymore. They're not around anywhere. You know, and I, perhaps it had more to do with being in an emerging marketplace. Yeah. You know, these were companies mm-hmm. that were selling to people who had never had dishware before. The mm-hmm. really the peasant, the English peasant peasants, and actually one of the things that may have um, played into people protecting their market shares was where they were selling things to. So the Johnson Brothers. It mentions was specifically geared towards selling in the U.S. America, yeah. Perhaps Churchill was specifically geared towards selling in a different mm. part of the world, mm. and maybe that's how they they were able to. They claim their territory. Yeah, claim their territory, but utilize of their the murderous shape. children plates. Do I know how I got these? <laughs> yes. Yes. Tell us how you got these. So growing up, there's always a ton of blue and white china at my house. My mom loves blue and white china and not any particular pattern. She likes all sorts of blue and white china. In fact, she gave me a list. There's Liberty Blue, there's Blue Dedham, which has these like rabbits. There's Ooh. Old Britain Castle Blue, Johnson Brothers Blue Willow, which we've talked about, the Churchill Blue Willow. There's one called Philandia. Ooh, um, Philandia. Yeah, it sounds like a little naughty yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> But so she loves them, and I remember, like as a kid, for like Mother's Day, I would go to this little store called Overhead Station in our town, and I'd get her um, like pieces that had the bunnies, the blue bunnies, and so she's had all these stitches. And my mom apparently has always loved it, and she's also loved like blue and white vases that are kind of Asian-y inspired. And so, you know, we always this was not our fine china. Like she got a different china when she was married. Um, it was a pattern called Springtime by Metertech. I don't really know what that is. I think it's German. Um, that was her wedding china. It was very like 60s, um, kind of not very in vogue now. But she always collected blue and white china. And so um, she still has all of her blue and white china. Like, she has a cabinet full of it. 
she uses How many it a dishes do you think? My mama has so many because she has other like she has she has Christmas patterns, she has Thanksgiving patterns, she has like every so you understand, my mom, like every season, no, she changes the dishes. And then also she has this um kind of like um, buffet, like three-tiered kind of buffet, and it has a different scape every season. So Ooh. like right now it's probably like blue and white bunny themed because we're going to Easter, but you know, when it becomes um, like right after Halloween, she'll go into like her Thanksgiving decorations and she might have like, you know, pumpkins at Halloween or Christmas. She does like nutcrackers and Santas. And, you know, then she goes into probably in January, it's probably like snowmen and then probably like, yeah, then it goes to Easter. So she always has different like wow. dishes and Where does she keep them? Um, they have like lots of like, you know, hutches. like hutches, ah, in hutches. The, you know, in the kitchen, there's, you know, all this storage. My dad has to always like go down and get different, you know, things and change them out. Um, oh, but, in yeah. her email, oh, yeah. she said something like she could show us the back of a certain dish, but daddy would have to get up on the stool and get it down. Yeah. So she's not going to show it to yeah. us. Yeah. And she's like inventoried it before. I mean, she loves it. But so, so we have like the, the China that's been passed down, like the right. India tree spode, which is my, my great grandmother's or maybe it's my grandmother. You know, like we have different ones that are family china right. and that like someone probably got at their wedding and those are going to be passed down as sets. But then like these, I think my mom just collects them. Like if she goes to a flea market, if she sees them like at a yard sale, she'll pick them up. So the ones I got, I'm pretty sure all ones that she kind of like collected to give to me. Yeah, that's um, cool. Not ones like they're not her collection. Like she still has tons of blue and white, but literally she will have like 20 blue and white china plates so she can do a dinner party and know she can sit like 20 people and they all have not the same plate, but like kind of coordinating stuff. Will she do a dinner party for 20 people? Oh yeah. Like, like growing up, they always had a Valentine's Day party, and mm-hmm. so there'd be different tables, and it was like Valentine's decoration. So probably she would pull out like pink china and pink glasses. Wow, very Martha Stewart. And then like that one, they always um, everybody brought a present for someone of the opposite gender, and they were often like these dirty kind of adult gags, and like they would draw a name out of a hat and get them whatever. And like I just remember me and my sister like the next morning would find like the remnants of these presents and like try to make sense of them, but we were like too young to really understand. <laughs> Them. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I remember one was this big poster of this guy who was like a flasher with his coat open. He was naked and where his penis would have been. Can I say penis in your podcast? Yes, you can. But it's like a hook and you would throw a hat on it. So it's a game where you throw a hat onto his hook. And then there's... <laughs> oh, the penis hook game. Yeah. Of course. There's another thing that looked like an elephant mask, except the strap didn't go over her head. It came from underneath. And it was a long time before I realized that that was not a mask for your face. <laughs> I, I have seen one of those. <laughs> I've seen one of those too. <laughs> so anyway, um, China. So yeah, yeah, China, China, so, China, China. You mentioned so your mom has the Johnson brothers. Your grandmother <laughs> has the Johnson brothers pattern. Yeah, my grandmother has a different pink. one. Yeah, that one's really cool. I think I might try to make a play for that one. Ooh, because it's really cute. It's like uh, it's very pink, but also has, like, yellows and blues and florals, and I really like that one. And then your aunt has a uh, Johnson Brothers. I think she has the Friendly Village, which is a Christmas set that my mom collected, like, gave pieces to my grandmother every year, and then when my grandmother passed, I think my my aunt got that Christmas set. I think my mom has the set of dishes that were my dad's mom's Christmas china. Because they have Christmas china. They have china. Like, there's so many different ones. So so your your family comes from... Obviously, you know, this, this, this idea of entertainment, 
mm-hmm. you know, the idea of bringing people around yes, yes. to do things. Yes, so, definitely. you know, so how have you taken that and applied it to your sure. life? Well, as I mentioned, when I was in high school, I would have dinner parties and moving to Atlanta, I still continue to have dinner parties. And a couple years ago, I started um, a fundraiser with a, a friend of mine for Atlanta Harm Reduction Coalition, where we turned my house into a pop-up dessert speakeasy. For, first we did it for one night, and then we did it for two nights. And we'd have, like, people donate homemade desserts, and we'd have a menu of, like, 30 desserts, and we'd have waiters and waitresses and menus. And, again, we served everybody in real china because I think it makes it more special when you have, like, cloth napkins and real china. And so I did that fundraiser for five years. Um, and then two years ago, a friend and I started an underground supper club called um, Chow Club Atlanta where every month we have a different chef, and they're a home cook. Um, or like an emerging chef that doesn't have a restaurant or anything, but they love to cook, and they tend to be people that are immigrants or first-generation folks from different countries. And we started doing these dinners in my dining room, using my dishes. And, you know, we would always set up the table, and you'd come, and there'd be, again, cloth napkins and real silverware and, and mismatched dishes, but still, you know, dishes. Um, and the first dinners were probably, like, 20 or so people. And, um, and then it kind of kept growing and growing, which meant we actually had to go to Value Village and pick up different dishes, and now we have over 50 dinner plates, salad plates, dessert plates, bowls, and mugs, um, 50 of each, so that we can do a dinner party of at least, you know, 50 people. That, that is amazing. Yeah, so I now have a cabinet on my back porch, which is all, like, China and stuff like that. So the idea of, like, you know, I, I love how you say, like, the, the, the feel is different. So, like, yeah. you know, the normal person in America, when you say, you know what, you're going to have 50 people over at your house, yeah. what's the first thing do they do? Paper they, plates. They go to buy Costco. paper plates. Yeah. yeah. I will say, it's not only rubbed off on me, but it's rubbed off on my dog. Um, this past weekend, I, I had my birthday yesterday, but this past weekend, my dog threw me a surprise party at Oakland Cemetery. There's this beautiful gazebo, and we there's a tablecloth, cake, charcuterie, and she brought these little plates. These plates were there, um, and cloth napkins, and, and real silverware, because, you know, we could have... It was outdoors, but, like, it's more special when it's, like, a pretty tea party when there's actual china at Oakland Cemetery versus paper plates. So, your dog threw you, Pepper, Pepper mm-hmm. threw you a surprise birthday party. Yeah. Just like I learned from my mom, she learns from me. Oh, that is so talent. She's really picking up all the good points, too. She is. She, she is. Yeah. That is amazing. But it, I think it made it more special. I mean, you can ask some of the friends, but I think it just made it more of an occasion than going to the dollar store and getting happy birthday plates. Right. Also, she has money. She can't go to the dollar store. <laughs> Just a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but yet she threw this party. I love this. This yeah. is fantastic. Well, that thing is like powers. You, yeah, I mean, I always do like potlucks, right? Like I'm a pretty, I'm actually a pretty lazy hostess, so I do a lot of potlucks. Like most of my parties, you, I'd be like, if I spent twenty bucks, I'm always like, come on over, bring your own beer, you know. So I do a lot of potlucks, and I use real dishes. But I've recently started doing like brunches where I invited like female friends over, and I'll actually set the table Ooh. with kind of with the blue and white china. And every time I do that, people get excited when they come in. And it's not we haven't used these plates before. Right. We use them at every potluck. But having it actually set out and knowing that you can just, like, sit. I don't know. There's something, like, luxurious. It's the, it's the pageantry. Yeah. And, and, and also the time that you've, t- just like we were talking about earlier and, and, and also probably in every podcast that we've produced, is that you are going above and beyond of showing your affection yeah. and appreciation yeah. for the people coming into yeah. your home yeah. by setting these plates that yeah. mean something to yeah. you as well as now these gorgeous placemats and these napkins that you made. So there's there's this combined 
love that has been created to show appreciation of being there. Is there something that motivated you to pull out the, the plates as a full set table as opposed to potluck style? Huh, I don't know if there was a specific thing. I also did, for those breakfasts, I do try to do all the cooking myself and just have people show up. And I, cause I like getting up at 7 in the morning. I don't mind getting up and cooking for a couple hours. And I especially, um, I remember the first time I invited friends. I invited a mixture of my single friends and friends who, like, have kids. And I was really surprised because normally when I invite my friends with kids to stuff, they're like, well, I have to check with my husband or I have to, you know, figure something out with the kids. And this time they're all like, nope, I will be there. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm coming. And I think especially for my friends who um, have kids, I think just being able to show up and have someone cook breakfast for you and, like, just having to show up and just sit down at a pretty table. Like, I don't think people get that very often. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly why I first did that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I like, I, I, like, I mean, also, maybe, I, honestly, probably what it was, I probably saw something on Food Network. I'm like, I want to make that menu. And I don't <laughs> think oh, it's, ama- it's amazing what, like, inspiration you can find. And uh, I, I love going to always uh, Googling vegan recipes and just seeing what I can make from that. Um, I always think any recipe is just a springboard of creation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I just want to tell you about one of my favorite My Dish Dish moments. Oh. So there was one time where you guys made um, sweet potatoes, and you cut them really small. Oh, you from the Cuisinart. Yes. I take um, a cheese grater, and I grate my sweet potatoes... On the big one, and then I and I cook them that way because they cook so fast. Yes, I just yes. throw a little of olive oil, and I throw in um, the slap in your mama spice, and sometimes I'll do like kind of um, more of a brown sugar um, cinnamon mixture as well, and so it's spicy and sweet. But it cooks in no time when you shred sweet potatoes. Completely agree. So, and I didn't know but anyone's like, ever done that. But then, like sweet potatoes, regular takes forever. Yeah. Like McKen- For one of the times, yeah, hours. it takes an yes. hour to just cook yeah. one. It, it, you know, so... But I was so excited because I do that all the time, and I never heard of anyone else, like, doing the thing where you're basically getting it very small. Like, exactly. And, and then, then, like, yeah. you just... I, I love doing um, hash hash yeah. browns, like, sweet potato yeah, yeah. hash browns that way, so... It's so easy and fun. So I was really glad. I do that with um, Delia's uh, chicken chorizo and oh. kale and onions, and that's, like, my go-to breakfast. That sounds delicious. And, like, a delightful thing to eat at a set table on yes. Sunday morning. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll have to have you guys over for breakfast sometime. Done. Yeah, we'll take you for that offer. Okay. For real. Sorry, you had a script. No, I you think we've covered our... Off. We haven't. We've done an amazing job. No, I. you know what? I do want to bring up, though, you know, you... Well, not bring up, but you've already brought up your uh, Indian tree spoke. Mm, yeah, so let's get um, Indian tree. So, you know, we'll, we'll like, focus on this, and then we'll wrap up, but... Yeah, and the, the Johnson Brothers seems to be on your mom's side. This Indian tree is your dad's side. Is that... Yeah, yeah. it was my dad's mom's. Um, I, we can look at Betty Plum's email. So we got an email from my mom. So, folks, ladies and gentlemen, this was fantastic. So Amanda sent this amazing email, and then... Then she went above and beyond and reached out to Betty. Hey, Betty. How are you? Hi, Betty. Hi, Mom. Um, and Where does Betty live? Rock Hill, South Carolina. Rock. Hey, Rock Hill, South Carolina. Shout out to Rock Shout Hill. Shout out to Rock Hill. Um, this is your when you wanted to be a DJ. Yes, right? ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, and Betty replied. Uh, Amanda reached out to Betty, and Betty replied. And she sent a wealth of knowledge <coughs> yeah. to Amanda about China patterns. Yes. Yes. So my Indian tree spoon has eight each of dinner plates, salad plates, bread plates, flat rim soup bowls, 
cups, saucers, demi-toss cups, demi-toss saucers. There's also a coffee pot, creamer, sugar, small oval platter, one covered casserole, two oval vegetable serving pieces, a gravy boat, and then my mom also found a, a large round platter that has been repaired but would still be nice decoratively, she explained to me. Um, and yes, then she, she told did. us all about, so she has her own Christmas dishes, which she bought um, at the after Christmas sales at Gafer's, which is a department store in Clearwater, Florida. It was called Holly Berry. Um, and it's a Japanese brand. And she has 21 dinner plates. So my mom would like do my, like a Christmas party for my dad's office. And so they, like, you know, it'd have real plates and stuff. Um, so she also has other things um, in that one. But then there was like Friendly Village, which is something she bought for my mom. And she says that um, what I like about Friendly Village is that it has various scenes. And you find, can find a couple of them with pumpkins in the design or a turkey. So they can kind of be Thanksgiving or like Halloween dishes. So that's, that's great. So do you remember eating off the Indian tree, India tree at all? No, that one I really don't. Because so my, my mom's side of the family, they're Italian. And there was always big, you know, we always do like Christmas dinner at their house. And it was always like lasagna and Italian sausage. And then, like, right after Christmas, we'd go to my aunt's house, and we always have Cuban food. Um, not that my family's Cuban, but they're from a part of Tampa um, where they, like, a lot of the Cubans and Italians work together in the cigar factories in, like, Ybor City. Yep. So there's a lot of mingling of those cultures. And my grandmother's house, I mean, I think we went there on Christmas Eve. I don't remember. I mean... She wasn't, like, the entertainer of the family. Gotcha. So I don't remember it. But it's really pretty and delicate. My mom actually told me she was really surprised that I picked the India tree spot because she seemed a little bit more feminine than was kind of my go-to. But, so what draws you to this pattern? Well, it's interesting because actually I think the colors, because they're, like, this rusty, like, this rusty orange and kind of brown ones. I guess maybe I thought we're a little masculine like they're not very girly mm -hmm. which is funny now it's not a pink it's not a yeah but now i really like my grandmother has a set of wait was it johnson brothers winchester those are my mom's mom's good dishes and i really like those and they are like pink and flowery and yellow and blue like i really like them um, so maybe I'm just getting girlier now. <laughs> well, Amanda, we're gonna have to check back in with you when you get whatever dishes you get and figure well, I feel out like where. I need a hutch or something. Like you, I need. Of course, oh, you, need a hutch. you need a hutch to display these. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a hutch is in your blood too. Yeah, yeah sort of a hutch is in your future. So I do want to talk about something sad. Okay. Oh no! Oh. So we had an incident. Oh. That uh, Amanda bringing her dishes over, and so we want to address it, ladies and gentlemen. We had our first casualty <laughs> on my dish dish. And Amanda, uh, when in transport, uh, accidentally uh, broke the handle off of one of the teacups. It's of, not just the handle, it also took part well, of the yeah, cup. Yeah, as well. part of the ha handle and the cup. So, one of the remedies that we started talking about, you can hear it. Yep. <laughs> this is sound. This, yeah, is, this, a, this is a radio. Yeah, tip. radio. Get yeah. And it's screaming. It's so, screaming. one of the things that we need to research, but we've both heard, Mackenzie and I have both verified that we've heard this. I saw it on Instagram today. So, it, it, it is meant to be. Is So, if your porcelain does break, um, you stick it in a bowl full of milk. Warm milk. Warm milk. In together, meaning just don't stick the pieces in, but you know, <laughs> that would be hilarious. But you put it in whole, and the milk will, inter I guess, react with the porcelain and let the porcelain heal itself. 
So, I mean, I think like this is Jesus. fascinating. I actually would love to leave this with one of you guys and you guys to do it as an experiment and we'll report back in a future episode to see if it worked or not. Ooh. Done. Do you need a broken? Yep, we'll do it. And also, I feel like this is maybe going to be a new chapter for this show because we talked about maybe this might lead to, instead of the guests bringing their beloved, irreplaceable... <laughs> Family heirlooms that you, over. That got purchased year over year at the um, <laughs> Hey, this is like grocery store in China. Burn. No, we have that too. That's totally, I, I have a big old heart that. That. No, we have that too. We have that in the dictionaries. From the <laughs> yes. grocery store. But we definitely grocery store plates. I, I, in the 80s, I love we it. totally got those. But so you guys talked about maybe you would actually go to your guest's home and actually see the China in its natural habitat. And that is so true. So that could be like the good that comes out of it. And what's stay tuned. Stay tuned, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And so, um, so folks, you have been listening to My Dish Dish, and it has been an amazing episode. So thank you, Amanda Plum, for bringing your Blue Willow, uh, the both, well, the all three varieties. And, you know, this conversation really, you know, we've established some things, you know, the distry, you know, distry. So now we will always go forward with when we talk about the history of the dishes, it'll be the distry. We'll see if that sticks. We'll see if that sticks. We're going to throw some wet noodles against the wall. We'll see if it sticks like porcelain in a bowl of warm milk. Yeah. Which we'll also report back about. We'll report back about as well. (laughs) Amanda, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is super fun. We're so glad you've been to the house before. And that you had so much to share. It was it was amazing to have. And I've got like a ton of guests lined up for you. Just Yes. Tell me when you need someone. And folks, um, so if you are interested in being a guest, we will be putting up a uh, basically a sign-up form, um, being able to submit your own photos of your China, your story, and how you can be a guest on My Dish Dish. Yes. Amanda has set a bar about cake, though, so that might be – we might have to yeah. have you put in Do the flavor. Do you bring of, cake? The flavor of cake that you will bring to us. I really thought I was supposed to cook, and it wasn't until I actually listened. I realized you do all the cooking, which is a great deal. Also, if you guys want to check out um, a Chow Club dinner, it's chowclubatlanta.com. We're on Instagram as chowclubatl. And yeah, we have a different dinner every month with a different chef, so check that out. And they sell out, so yeah. If you're so do when it, they post, buy and buy it quickly. You will not be eating off of paper plates, I no. promise you. It will not <laughs> maybe, be fine china. It'll maybe be, even the blue willow. <laughs> the Value Village's <laughs> finest, I promise. And as we finish up the special birthday episode to our Pisces gals, woohoo indeed, I want to say a special thank you and also actually happy birthday to Rose Steller, who is my best friend from college, who listened to and who lives in Lander, Wyoming, and listened to our episode four about quote unquote midnight wheat, which is which was what we named Mackenzie's pattern. My one dish I had. Um, she went online and found it. Its real name is Renaissance. And went ahead and ordered four plates and a butter dish that got delivered to me as an early... Oh, that's so not a hot dog dish? It's it a butter like, dish. Okay. A hot dog dish <laughs> slash butter dish. It looks like a hot dog dish. And it got it came as a, as a surprise early birthday present, and I nearly cried putting it together. So I did do a video for you all of unpacking it and all of the excitement, um, but really wanted to say thank you to Rose for being a fan, but for listening to our podcast and for, for helping me build my my collection. Um, like Amanda's mom, she also sent us a 1,500-word essay. essay about her wonderful dishes and her husband's mother's dishes and her mother's dishes, and so we're finding that 
people get effusive when they start to talk about these things. This is Mackenzie signing off. And Will Johnston. And don't forget, visit MyDishDish.com for the latest episodes and all the wonderful pictures. Until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.